Hello, this is the Eurostep on CRC. I'm Oshin Brown. This is a new podcast from Ireland. And for the next half hour or so, we're going to be talking NBA. Today, I'm joined by Killian Loftus. Yeah. And Alex Evans. Yeah, I like basketball. Uh, I'm sorry to distract everyone from the Winter Olympics. I know everyone's super excited and it's so exciting and interesting. But um, we're going to be talking basketball for the next half hour or so. So um, we'll start with uh, the winners and losers of the past week or so. We're going to be talking trades. Um, Gillian, we'll start with you with the Cavs-Lakers trade. I mean, I think the Cavs have to win that. The Lakers didn't get much back. They gave up a good young player in Clarkson and a hustle player in Larry Nance. They got an expiring contract with Isaiah Thomas. Chani Fry's irrelevant and a poor first-round pick for the Cavs pick. What do you mean you think? You think, you know, son. <laughs> you know. It's too early to the Cavs, know for sure. The Cavs got two young athletic players that are com- going to come in, help Le- LeBron, rejuvenate LeBron, and make a run at the chip this year. They're the kind of players that come in that just work perfectly with that team. Shooting a lot of threes, dunking, passing. IT wasn't working out in Cleveland. There was locker room issues there. Channing Fry was there one of the players that was there from the when they made the championship run against Golden State and then the first round pick which could turn out good you never know but I'm just saying thing like you never know what might happen say Channing Fry comes back next year averages 40 a game <laughs> then, who, then who wins the trade like yeah I think it's time to move on there Rush. Um, no just, just before we move on are there any positives for Lakers fans they could get another Kuzma with the pick Isaiah Thomas might sell some jerseys Aside from that, Magic has told the media that Lonzo is going to be the starting point guard once he returns, which we're thinking will be sometime after All Star break with that knee injury that sprained MCL. Uh, he'll fit in the last few games. He's played all right. Had that against the Mavs, he came in, had a few threes, but nothing special. He'll probably leave at the end of the summer as well. So. Uh, okay, I guess we'll have to move on so before we depress any more Lakers fans. Uh, we'll move on to their local rivals, the LA Clippers. They um, There is a lot of speculation around, around them for the whole of the last couple of weeks uh, before trade deadline. So, Alex, I'll start with you. Who's the winners and losers, players and teams of all the Clippers? Again, um, in my opinion, again, there's no debate. The Clippers lost this one by miles. Like They, they gave it get rid of Blake who wants to be there his whole career it seemed a fan favourite selling jerseys they broke a lot of people's heart and it seemed to me like it was a rebuilding trade uh, they got back Harris to Tobias Harris playing well this year Boban Marjanovic Avery no, Bradley who also looks like he's going to leave a 2018 protected first which it looks like they won't get and a 2019 second it would have. I would have preferred the deal if they had also got rid of DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams, the other players. But when Teodosic and Blake both played, they were good team clippers. They're in the playoff chase. I don't see why they just get rid of Blake and nobody else. Gillian? I'd have to agree with him on the Blake trade. It's, they didn't get much back for him. But I think it was a good trade, not tra- a good idea not trading DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams. DeAndre Jordan, they were getting nothing back. And they said themselves they didn't want to trade DeAndre Jordan for a bad contract. They'd get nothing for it. And they recently re-signed Lou Williams, $24 million for three years. So you'd rather keep him be a mediocre team, not making the playoffs, or getting the 80, getting blown out by the Warriors, the Rockets every year. 
then we're blowing it up and coming back six years time like DeAndre's team. gone out like he's not coming back in the summer mm. at least they didn't take on a big contract for him then be screwed in the yeah. long term they apparently they had a trade with Cleveland but Los Angeles didn't want to take on Amon Shumpert's contract and it fell through at the deadline which would be another big move for the Cavs didn't happen in the end uh, one thing I'd like to add to that is even though they'd probably prefer to have Blake on the team uh, he's very injury prone and they gave him a gargantuan contract at the start of the season so like they can still rebuild with the cap space they did offload but that's the thing you still you can't trade away your your super contract player like that for nothing what they had him on five year deal in the summer throwing out huge big money that's the kind of deal you get that deal you're thinking right I'm going to be in LA my whole life and then half a season he's gone again Blake Griffin he would attract people to LA as well he deserves that contract it's just injury prone he sells seats in the Staples Centre <laughs> he sells seats yeah um, right so um, the Clippers took an L there Little big bit. L uh, I think DeAndre Jordan probably took an L there as well because I'm sure you know maybe he'd like that move considering you know it looks like a rebuild I think he'll survive living in Los Angeles I think you and know. he gets to pick where he goes in summer like he's gonna get money and he gets to pick where he goes so I'm sure he's doing fine I don't fine, feel too sorry I'm for sure he's doing fine for any millionaire NBA DeAndre player. Jordan I'm sure he's grand he doesn't know what it's like to grind like us right <laughs> um, we'll move on uh, we'll talk about the three way trade between the Knicks Nuggets and Mavs so I'll give that to you Killian there was no real losers in this trade uh, the Knicks got Moudier, who I think is a pretty good player. He still has a lot of potential in him and that. Nuggets didn't get much in return, but then again, Moudier didn't really fit with them. We got Devin Harris in a second-round pick. Then the Mavs got Doug McDermott, who's an all-right player. He can shoot the ball. And again, another second-round pick. Not really any winners or losers in that trade, I think. Alex? Yeah, there's the Nuggets and two irrelevant franchises, or two teams at the minute, in this <laughs> trade. The Nuggets, they're going to make a playoff Harsh. run. And Moudier wasn't working out alongside Harris and Murray. Once they offload them, they got Devin Harris, a vet who can come in and coach the young guards, and a second-round pick. And who doesn't love second-round picks? <laughs> Danny Angel, aside, anyway. <laughs> aside from that, Mavs getting Doug McDermott. He's a, he's a good shooter. Not really going to help the Mavs. They're not going anywhere this year especially. And the Knicks getting Moudier, like Killian said there, he does have a lot of potential and he can come up alongside their rookie point guard, Frank. Yeah, Frank, the French guy. <laughs> the French guy. <laughs> We're not even going to try and pronounce no. that surname. Porzingis, hopefully I, he comes back healthy. Um, the only thing, um, I heard it somewhere, they say, uh, even though Doug McDermott doesn't offer too much to your team, uh, whoever trades him is going to miss him. What do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is true if you have a good team but uh, he was with New York miss him in what way like he's a nice perm or something <laughs> <laughs> he does have nice hair I'll give you that he much does. he must be a nice person I'll oh. say he's a very kind individual <laughs> right um, we'll move on um, I think we have our winners and losers from that uh, next thing we're going to talk about is a segment called for real or for now so we're going to talk about players and teams and we're gonna figure out whether they're legit or just on a you know a, a meaningless streak or are they just hot they're hot they're on fire super hot fire throwback oh they trash 
Right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start off with um, another tradey, Alfred Payton to the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to start with Alex. For now. He's what averaging 28 points and 8 rebounds and shooting phenomenal percentages from 3. For a guy that can't shoot, that can't see through his hair most of the time to shoot the <laughs> basketball. Fair enough, dude. The hair comes over his eyes. Uh, I like... They got a steal, really, for a second round pick from the Magic. I don't know what the Magic were doing getting rid of him. But uh, he's on a franchise at the minute with no one else, really. They had Devin Booker, a pure scoring shooting guard, playing the point throughout most of the season. So he needed a guy like Peyton to come in, get assists. I think he's just lucky scoring baskets at the minute, really. I'd expect him to cool down, but I hope that he can keep it up. Get it. Uh, there's bits there. I think his three-point percentage is pretty solid. He shot 36% from three last year, I think. Um, the 20 points per game can definitely come down a bit. But I think he's a pretty solid player. I'd say for now as well. 20 points, eight rebounds, eight assists is a bit much for a guy like Peyton. But he was still a steal for just a second-round pick. I don't know what the Magic are doing. First all, a depot, now Peyton. You have to feel sorry for any Orlando fans yeah, out there. We'll just say that that's, that's through three games, so you have to take it with a grain of salt like everything else. Through three yeah. games, anything can happen, especially when you're playing 82 games in the season. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, his hair is amazing. I think that's the most important part about Alfred Payton. Uh, I want to have a little discussion here. Do we think Link will pull off the hair like that? You see me with the Jeremy Lin, <laughs> you know the little the little man bun at the back. Think I could pull that off? I don't got the curls. Though. If you could see through it, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, uh, before I got the haircut, I couldn't see through my hair. <laughs> but like, you can't really see anyway unless you have your glasses on. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> right, we'll um, making blind jokes. We'll <laughs> we'll move on to the Utah Jazz for real or for now, Gillian. I'd say for now. You know, they weren't great to start the season. They have won 11 straight, fair play to them, but... Besides from that, not really. They could definitely make the playoffs this year. They're only one and a half games back from New Orleans at the 8th seed. And, obviously, New Orleans lost Buggy. So, that there's that. I think one of the main pieces in their 11-game win streak is obviously Donovan Mitchell. He's averaged 21 points per game through the 11 games. And he's been an absolute beast. He's the only person I consider in the Rookie of the Year race with Ben Simmons right now. Alex? Uh, I don't know if you're going to call this controversial, but I think they're for real. The the Jazz with Mitchell, Rubio, Gobert, Favors, who's really fitting in, Derek Favors at the four. He was in trade speculation before the deadline, and since then he's just clicked with the team. They're playing like a team. Mitchell looks like a superstar. Rubio is there to dis- distribute the ball, pass it any which way he can. Gobert is there to clean up Clean up on the offensive and defensive glass. Get blocks. Dunk. He's your perfect, really big man in the middle to with this team. And Mitchell over these this 11-game streak has been phenomenal. I just want to say that. <laughs> Hitting oh, the Spurs there last game. Hit a step-back three in the clutch. That's something from a rookie. No rookie has led a, his team to an 11-game streak. And he's out and out by fair. I think we can all agree the best player on the Jazz team. Definitely, yeah. Do you think uh, the Jazz will miss Joe Johnson after waving him? No, no. 
No. <laughs> he can hit a clutch shot or two, but besides from that, he doesn't offer. Last much. year in the playoffs, he was good, but that's playoffs. I don't know. I think he was really fitting in with the Jazz, and they just kind of wanted to offload him. I will say, I think they prefer to have Jay Crowder. He's a system player who said he likes the way the Jazz play, moving the ball around. He can play defense. He can shoot. Don't see what's wrong picking up a guy like that. Uh, uh, player we saw it in Boston last year. Not in Cleveland. Not in Cleveland. He was just trash in Cleveland. Now he did pick it up a little bit, you know, um, after Christmas, but it was still wasn't good. Uh, we'll move on to um, uh, his old team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Are they for real or for now? They've been looking pretty good since they made all them trades. I'll start with you, Killian. Just like to mention, good segue, Oshin. Brilliant segue there. <laughs> Uh, I think the best fit, the Cavs didn't really improve in terms of talent with the trade deadline. I think they just, I think they just fixed their chemistry issues. They had a lot of chemistry issues with Isaiah Thomas. You know, he's pointing fingers at everyone, complaining about how they weren't practicing and how, you know, there's people complaining that he took too many shots. I think it's just that they fixed their chemistry issues and now they're back to the Cavs we know and probably not love, but <laughs> we know anyway. I want to say for now, just because I'll say two words, LeBron James. When you have LeBron James in your team, you're for you're for real. Or for did I say for now? You for said real. for now. <laughs> They're for real. They got I LeBron totally James. They're LeBron James. <laughs> They've got LeBron James. They're for real. The LeBron teams. Uh, they had it. Who the problem? I think he had the superstar mentality from Boston, but he wasn't a superstar. His ego's too big. His ego is too big. His ego's too big. He thinks he's better than he was he was not that good in Cleveland at all I will say though he only got 15 games he was only starting to fit in really so when you play 15 games with a team you still you're probably forgetting some of our names still after 15 games like <laughs> 15 games in the NBA is Chetty, just over 3 weeks 4 weeks it's not a long time for him excuse me with the low blow but he has a very big ego for a very small man oh. <laughs> low blow as well um, right, so um, can Cleveland still make top seed in the East? No. I wouldn't say so. The Raptors are too good. I don't think Celtics will get the one seed back. How they've been playing recently, we'll go on to that soon. The Raptors have been unreal this season. They've moved from complete iso ball to ball movement, and it's really worked for them, as you can see. Dwayne Casey is doing a job in Toronto. A job. A job. <laughs> who I think a very underrated candidate for coach of the year but Cleveland are six and a half games back there's not that many games after the All-Star break there's only 30 roughly games after the All-Star break to get six and a half games back on Toronto and Boston teams playing well I like to say they're like the Hawks from a couple of years back they won the East won 60 something games but when it comes to the playoff Toronto and Boston have absolutely nothing over Cleveland Nothing, nothing at all LeBron James in the playoffs this period this I wouldn't year. be surprised if Toronto if Toronto get to five games against Cleveland I think that's that'd be going well for them they got to six what was it year before last yeah but this is yeah. re- rejuvenated LeBron <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll move on we'll talk about uh, everything that's been going on around the association for the last week or so we'll start with um, yesterday um, Chris Bosch's interview with First Take on ESPN um, he said that he, he isn't finished yet he feels like he can still come back and contribute in the in the league I'll start with you Alex avid Miami Heat fan uh, what do you think Chris Bosch 
I'm not done, said Bosch. <laughs> he says he's not done. I don't know. He, doctor's advice was him to never play basketball again. He hasn't played since the 2015 season with Miami. Still under books with Miami. Still getting paid. Even though he's not playing. But uh, it's kind Actually, of he was released season. earlier this season. He's still on their books, though. He's still getting money. Fair play, so. It was, a, it was like an exception, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'd love to see him come back as a, a Miami Heat lifer. <laughs> he was an instrumental part of the two championships with the big three there down in South Beach. And why would you not like want a guy like Bosch back? Kind of the guy, he kind of pushed the game forward. He was one of these big men that started shooting three-pointers when yeah. no one really was. And now every team has a stretch four or a stretch five in the league. So I'd love to see him back. Killian? I'd love to see him back, but I don't think he needs to come back. He's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no reason for him to come back other than just if he thinks he can come back and contribute onto a team, then he can come back. He's one of the few people I actually liked on the Miami Heat back in the day. Oh, cold, <laughs> cold. I would also like to say, when I ask where I think he's going, obviously people are saying either Golden State or Houston. Does anyone think he could do a job on a team like Cleveland or again in Miami? Toronto, where Toronto. his career started, maybe. Where, yeah. Where it all started. I they love him up there in up in the north. I I think he could do a, a job. I think you know anywhere. Obviously, he'll want to go somewhere where he's competing because otherwise, there's no real point coming back for you know his last couple of years. Yeah. I I I think he just. I'll throw out this scenario. Houston are in Game 7 of the Conference Finals against Golden State Warriors. Joe Johnson and Chris Bosh come on to close out the game. That that sounds pretty scary to me. I think they'll be giving the ball to James Harden. <laughs> Chris Paul, James Harden, Eric Gordon, Joe Johnson and Chris Bosh. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Oh, Clint though. Clint Capella. No, last possession. He's been great this year though. He has been great this year. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Chris Bosh. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think we'll see him in the Orla- at the Orlando Magic anytime soon. Uh, um, Poor Magic. <laughs> next up is Aaron Gordon. I'm calling it. They're trading Aaron Gordon next. Um, I mean, I think Orlando might as well just shut down as a team if they get rid of their only player, Who? Aaron Gordon. Orlando. Uh, or- Orlando. Orlando of a team. <laughs> you know they were they wear the the blue jersey. Oh yeah, Shaq used to play for them. Yeah. Maybe we could get Seattle back. Let me get Seattle back. Get Seattle I'd back. love to see Seattle back. They might actually do something. I just want to see more teams, so someone could take down the Warriors. <laughs> uh, are we going to see um, Chinese ball do what they do with Chinese, uh, Chinese soccer and just, you know, try and buy all the good players, come over, think they can beat everyone, then just. Good players? Don't you mean the old players? Well, like, they try and buy a couple of good players. I mean, Oscar is pretty decent. But uh, we're not talking about soccer, will we? <laughs> uh, we'll bring it back to the NBA we'll talk about um, the the sliding form firstly with the Celtics and move on to the Heat so we'll start with you with Celtics Um, it's been up and down since we've had the 16 game win streak at the start of the season really who ended that? Miami hush continue Sorry, it just you couldn't see that myself and Alex just had a fist bump there because we were both Heat fans. And, and Killian's a Celtic fan, but moving on. <laughs> moving on, on. Killian. On. You know, five and five in the last ten. We lost the last three straight games. No excuse, really. Just not playing well. I think the main reason, I suppose, we don't have that second guy to take the scoring load off Kyrie Irving when he needs it most. But 
obviously we have that and Gordon Hayward coming back hopefully next year yeah they started hot they have a lot of young hungry guys out there obviously I think a reason I don't know if anyone really says it but they lost Marcus Smart to injury and he was also in trade talks with Denver of course they won a first round pick and he didn't get moved in the end but his defence his hustle his recent offensive game which has helped coming off the bench they've given Terry Rozier a chance and people seem to overlook Marcus Smart because Rozier is playing so well he's putting up the, the stats but Smart just brings he doesn't fill up the box score but he brings that element he's hungry he wants it and he goes out there every night and gives 110% definitely yeah he's, with the spaghetti here he's a very frustrating player to watch though to play against as well I'd say you know he's an incredible defender but some days he goes like 0 for 7 from 3 and you're just like stop but that's something you have to live with yeah I want him back we would have definitely beaten Golden State not too long ago I'd say in that close game Steph Curry had what 40 something 49 I think we would have beaten Golden State from eight Marcus Martins that, that's quite a statement but um, quite a statement we would have beaten Golden State it was a close game Curry went off uh, do, you, them. do you feel like maybe we shouldn't be reading too much into this season with the Boston Celtics like they are good now but yes. imagine Definitely, how good they yeah. could be in a couple of years time they don't really have many old players in that team they're a team for the future I think Horford's kind of the only due to I'd say he might be declining soon enough but then we, can, we have Jason Tatum Jalen Brown Gordon Hayward coming back next year arguably they're I don't know where you put him in regards to Brown, but it's Kyrie, on that team, the Celtic, it's Kyrie, Horford, and then either Tatum or Brown scoring the basketball. And when your third or fourth best player is a rookie, then I, you're not doing too bad, yeah. considering that you've been the first seed in the East for most of the year. And then I was two seed, only two games behind Toronto at the All Star break. They're looking good. Team for the future. Right, uh, we'll move on to the Miami Heat. They've lost seven of the last eight games, but um, that's really brought them down. They were, at one point they were third seed in the conference, I believe. They were battling for the third seed. They were, they were, half, they were, a game they were half game behind Cleveland in third seed. Now Playing they're Cleveland. now they're they eighth. lost to Cleveland. So you know. They're eighth seed, and they're, they're it's you know it's neck neck down there at the bottom end of the Eastern Conference. Uh, Alex, what's going wrong in Miami? I wouldn't look into it too much, really. They are three and seven. They've lost two straight now, but uh, their schedule has been tough recently. They've played like teams like Cleveland, and they've played important games against teams around them. Like they played Philly there recently. They beat Milwaukee. They played Houston. Like they're playing tough games. But I'd like to mention something. The last fifteen games Miami have played. Miami have played have been decided by single digit points the last 15 games the longest streak of that in NBA history was the Pacers at 20 and the Miami looked like they're on course to beat that they they put up points they play well in the first half but they play down to their opposition then and it's just I wouldn't look into it too much really it's happened with every team in the east this year they all go up and down they go on their runs so I hope they can come back yeah, it's like Hayward don't have the Celtics he don't have Dion Waiters he don't have Dion Waiters <laughs> write that down somewhere <laughs> they need that Philly cheese back before they can make a run we got Dwayne Wade there in the trade absolute steal uh, for a first year <laughs> for a first year 7th grader <laughs> for you Americans a 12 year old traded Dwayne Wade um, they have him back he's going to provide leadership and most importantly I think mentorship 
to all the young guards coming up down there in Miami like Richardson Tyler Johnson Waiters Waiters Dragic all in guys is there fear that he could be toxic in the dressing room there's reports that um, you know a lot of the problems in the Cleveland dressing room was coming from Dwayne Wade Dwayne Wade he's the king of Miami he's back home he's the king of Miami back of the 305 I don't think he could make problems in Miami he is the king there was reports that uh his teammates in Chicago and Cleveland in the locker room caught him caught him checking Miami he scores throughout the game he was always just obsessed with Miami Pat Riley didn't give him the money when he went to free agency he went to Chicago it was kind of a second option but uh, I think he always wanted to be at Miami there was always the the key under the mat for Mr. 305 <laughs> uh, I, I think I know the answer to this but would you be down for Miami tanking for the year and getting a good pick no, not tank at all. Thirty, 30 you, games left. <laughs> that's true. You can't really. Uh, well, you can tank and just like win none of them. You'll still, you know, be in the lottery. See, see my, uh, they're a good team. They're not playing well at the minute, but with the eight seed, if they play in the good teams earlier on in the year, playing Toronto and Boston, like they ended Boston when they were hot, 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 hot. When arguably, arguably they were the best team in the NBA, ended that. They're like they play well against everyone in the league, but they play down when they're playing bad teams. So they still compete when they're playing the top tier teams. So no, I wouldn't tank whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Can you? No, not even close. There's only thir- well, between twenty and thirty games left. You're not really going to go anywhere. You might be able to drop down to eleventh in the East. That's not going to get you much of a pick. I suppose they like them last couple teams in the Even East are just so bad that you know <laughs> no matter how badly you tank they're just going to be worse. Cough Orlando Magic cough. Um, I, I think we're we might be taking a, a little much out of Orlando in this <laughs> episode. We're not going to be like this in every episode, especially if we have someone from Orlando on. So we'll try and be a little nicer, and we'll have to move on to the Western Conference. We'll look at. Um, the Houston Rockets, they're top of the conference. How how's everyone feeling about the Rockets now? Sorry, you can I mean they're unreal this season. The duo of Chris Paul and James Harden, most people didn't think it would work. Two ball dominant guys teaming up with each other, but they've taken the NBA by storm this season and Clint Capella's really stepped up his game as well. He gets he's the defensive presence for the Houston Rockets, their rim protector. So I think they could give the Golden State Warriors a series in the conference finals, but I think it's still Warriors. They have too much firepower. When you're talking Houston, you got to mention Mike D'Antoni. I forgot that. Chris Paul and James Harden, they shoot a lot of three-pointers. Uh, they're only half a game ahead of the Warriors, but the Warriors aren't playing that well at the minute. They seem to be kind of just coasting through the regular season, expecting to pick it up a lot for the playoffs. They're on course to meet the Warriors. They're forty-four and fourteen. They're on course, would you believe, for their worst record under Steve Kerr? Um, from quote unquote the greatest team of all time. Would um, would you consider maybe Steve Kerr handing the reins over to the players again, like he did with the Phoenix Suns? Obviously, he came over. Oh, he came under a lot of fire for that, and I, th- I just think that's people hating on the Warriors for the sake of hating on the Warriors. Yeah. I think it was a great idea, but um, do you think he should maybe if he did it for another couple of games, the the Warriors might find the spark again? Yeah, that's a good point. I think 
Jared Judley said it best when you lose by 46 they beat the Suns obviously up 46 when you're losing by 46 you don't deserve respect <laughs> when you're down 46 to any team in the NBA there shouldn't be that much of a gap again with the parity issues that were big last year but it's good for the players because it's it's the players team it's not the coach's team it's not the owner's team it's the players team the players go out there every night put the ball in the basket and they're going to win the championship so I don't see why they couldn't help out each other it's not even coaching it's just giving each other advice you're not doing much coaching at 46 I don't think they do that anyway like you said giving each other advice it's just Iggy or Draymond Green or whoever has it's the just clipboard they, it's just they did it on a timeout and everyone was looking yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I know this um, everyone's just kind of been on about it for the last you know two weeks or so and there's probably nothing in it but LeBron to the Warriors what uh, like no what do you think Shaq said if he was in LeBron's situation that he would go but he can't he if LeBron James if you're somehow listening to this (laughs) (laughs) you better not go to Golden State my goodness uh the NBA would explode. No one would watch it. <sighs> they say that, but people would still watch the NBA. I mean, I would. I would love to watch that team. Like, I mean, it might get a bit boring after a while, but I think uh, if if they if the Warriors put that on the table, LeBron has to at least think about it. I mean, three more rings. I mean, doesn't sound bad, right? He could break the NBA. He could get rid of conferences if he does that, because then you have. Arguably, the nearly the top ten players in the West, in the NBA, would be in the West at that point. Yeah. The only yeah. notable stars left would be Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan, but compare that to guys like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, already the best guys in the league. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. So even though the Warriors aren't doing too well we still fancy them to win the championship yeah the question. Warriors they won the championship easily last year and Clay Thompson was terrible on the offensive end he couldn't make a shot to save his life and they still won easily I just want to see Curry come back and do well in the playoffs Curry deserves he needs a finals MVP he needs a finals MVP to cement his place in NBA history he can't have Andre Iguodala going out with more finals MVPs Andre, than him Andre Iguodala Iggy <laughs> Coach Iggy like he, he's a very good player but I mean Steph Curry is, has been probably one of the most underappreciated players ever Definitely. I mean he like we I mean he's changed the NBA without doubt absolutely the the importance of the three pointer it wouldn't be there without Steph Curry I think and you know he's just phenomenal and he's such a good role model as well to all the younger players in the league uh, I think because so many, so many guys can relate to him. Everyone buys his jersey because they think he's like an average I'm a, dude. He's a small white guy in the NBA, and everyone's like, "I can be him. That could be me. Shoot a lot of three pointers." <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the rise of Trey Young. We'll we'll move on. Uh, Nikola Jokic uh, recorded the fastest triple double of all time last night uh, in 14 minutes 33 seconds uh, that he was on the court. Um, he recorded the triple-double in the whole game he played 33 minutes he had 30 points 15 rebounds 17 assists 79% field goal percentage 11 from 14 from the field 3 from 3 from the from the three-pointer 
uh, five from five from free throws. However, he did have eight turnovers, so we must write this off. And he's absolutely trash, and he should never play again. <laughs> what do you think, guys? I mean, he nearly had a quad dub. You want to take a drink, Ushing? <laughs> <laughs> Give him some respect. He nearly had a quad dub. What a game from the Joker, Nicole Jokic. Again, such an underappreciated player in this league. 30, 15, and 17. From not an all star. Not an all star. Just like to point that out. Just like to point that out. He's not an all star. I don't even think he was considered by most people. No, definitely not. If he was at a team like New York. For example, Miami blow up big market team. It's because it's in Denver. And Who cares about and Denver? It's the, it's the stacked West Conference as well. It's the stacked West Conference as well. That's true. Mm-hmm. I definitely think so. He's one of the most underappreciated players, as Alex said. He's probably a top five center in the NBA. He showed flashes of it last question. season. He's been a monster this season. I'd probably say he's. I'd say he's probably better than Carl Anthony Towns. And that's saying something. Well, I Towns mean, is a hell of a player. That's for another day. Towns <laughs> for another day. Well, just very briefly, Towns is a very good player, but the team as a whole and Towns kind of embodies that they've been so poor defensively. Yeah, and it's it's so strange from a, a Tom Thibodeau team to be so poor defensively, and you can see how much it frustrates them on the sideline. So, I mean, I think it's a it's it's a fair enough statement to say that Jokic is better than Towns right now. I mean, that's not to say it'll stay like that, but it's right now. I think he. Yeah, right Jokic. now. See, Minnesota got they have the 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 superstars with well, Butler, Butler Towns, Wiggins, uh, Wiggins ain't no superstar. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> they're currently tied for the three seed with San Antonio, who are only going to go downhill with the absence of Lamarcus Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, who I can't wait to see back. But Denver, the six seed. Only only two and a half games behind Minnesota and San Antonio, so they could make a run as well. And Oklahoma as well. We like to mention how close the Eastern Conference is, but the Western Conference, only two and a half games splitting uh, three through seven at the minute. So anything uh, can happen in the NBA. Anything can happen. <laughs> right. Um, finally... Today we're gonna preview All Star Weekend. There is lots going on. It's All Star Week, baby. And we're, I think we we have to start with the the most important uh, sporting event every year, the All Star Celebrity Game. Who will be watching? I won't. <laughs> I'm going to lie. Wait, there's a celebrity game. <laughs> Who's in it? Uh, Who you got? Team Lakers, Team Clippers. There's Team Lakers, Team Clippers because it's in LA, of course. Mm-hmm. I gotta take the Clippers because they got. Quavo, member Amigos, the the band, but um, he's posted videos on Instagram. He wants a ten day contract. This is this is this is going to be the Quavo Huncho showcase, is what this is. He's going to walk away with the with the MVP, in my opinion. I mean, I think he should try making the G League first before he goes for a ten day contract. Uh, I think uh, maybe he might have been, or they might have been hinting at something with the Huncho Jack Jack Huncho album cover, which is basically a recreation of the D Wade Lebron poster, where you know D Wade has his arms out like he's flying, as you know when Lebron's dunking. I think there there could be something going on there. I I, I it'd be great to see Quavo in the league, that, but it's just, it's just not gonna happen. Doesn't take away from the fact that he can ball. <laughs> Uh, Killian, thoughts on the celebrity game? I got Team Lakers. One reason, one reason only. My girl Rachel A. Demida. Miss 2K. Missed NBA 2K. NBA 2K TV, TV. presenter. It's got to be it. She can shoot the ball a little she bit. She can shoot you know the me? ball. She, she can shoot the ball. 
<laughs> She's sniper gang. <laughs> right. Shout out to Mello. We'll talk uh, <laughs> next. We'll talk about um, to move on quickly. Tonight's game, the Rising Star game, which is probably equally meaningless. Um, we'll start with you, Killian. What's going to happen in the Rising Star game? I got Team World mainly because my favorite player, Ben Simmons, on Team World. They have the highest advantage over Team US. That's about it. It's just a bunch of young players. They're all going to run the floor, try and throw down some dunks. Whoever wins, wins. See, t- Team USA, all I want to see was Lonzo Ball play on that Team USA. <laughs> he got Ingram and Kuzma as two teammates. He got he could throw it to Smith Jr. for the lobs, Brown, Tatum, Mitchell, Fox. They're so athletic. And a game like this, uh, playing second fiddle to the All-Star game, it's just threes and dunks and... Team US are gonna get out and slam the ball home. We know, we know that for sure. With two two of the uh, the dunk contest contestants in their squad. Right. Um, just briefly before we move on, Lonzo Ball is um, selling his autograph um, two hundred dollars <laughs> a piece. So if you can't afford that, then you ain't a big baller. Big uh, baller brand. Power moves. <laughs> Power moves. I least mentioned this the other day, though. You know, you could buy his shoes for five hundred dollars. You could buy a signed version of his shoes for $1,000. Or you could buy his shoes for $500, pay to get them signed for $200, and sell them off for $300 profit. And then have them fall apart in two weeks. That makes you a big baller. <laughs> big baller mentality. <laughs> right, let's move on. The, the first challenge, the skills challenge. I'll start with you, Alex. Again, they're all equally as meaningless. <laughs> you could go either way with any of these competitions. Whoever tries will win. Whoever tries... I want to just kind of shout out my boy Spencer Dimwitty. <laughs> He's been playing well this year for the Brooklyn Nets. Had a few game winners, I know, before the All-Star break. And uh, hopefully he can pull through and have some hope for Brooklyn. Something that they can cheer about. <laughs> they're not cheering about their season, I'll tell you that much. Killian. Dilly Dilly's been good in the absence of D'Angelo Dilly Russell. Dilly. But I have to back my, my home man, Al Horford. Um, no reason like I said <laughs> anyone who tries is going to win you just want just, Horford to win I just want Horford to win <laughs> I wouldn't mind Embiid though everyone loves Joel Embiid true Joel Embiid thank you for having me attracts the ladies with a smell <laughs> <laughs> the cologne uh, three point competition I'll start with you Killian <laughs> like whoever tries it's just whoever's feeling it I'm just going to back Devin Booker I like him he's my favourite player of those of the bunch and I think He's a bit of a microwave. He could catch fire and own the three-point contest, I think. Yeah, we have last year's winner, Eric Gordon, who's not having his best season shooting the ball, only 33%, shooting nine a game. There's Clay Thompson as well, who we know he can get hot. He can get hot. He's, he's a microwave. He's a microwave. <laughs> burn, burn my finger saying that. He's shooting 45%, but... Uh, leading the league. Leading the league. Point one percent over Joe Ingles. But well, like Killian did with the skills, I gotta shout out my homeboy Wayne Ellington, shooting thirty eight percent from three at the mid. But if you ever watch Heat games, which no one does, uh, <laughs> except <laughs> me, all of his three pointers come from off ball screens, handoffs, everything. They're pull up, fading away, going to the side. When he gets a wide open three, and I'm watching, I stand up because that ball is going in, without question. I suppose that gives him an advantage over Booker. And Booker shoots a lot off the dribble. Booker shoots so. a lot off the dribble. Ellington. I just want to see him win, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's favoured as a kind of an underdog, but I don't know. 
Well, you heard it first here. Wayne Ellington is going to win the three-point contest. Put your money Facts. on it. Put your mortgage on I it. I mean, he might. <laughs> like, whoever's feeling is going to win, that's it. But, uh, well, if he is wearing triple B shoes, he's, he's going to win. Like. B, B, B. <laughs> Man. I'd, I think we should be getting paid advertising by them at the, exactly. by this point. Hit up LeVar in the DMs. <laughs> Get a slap. If LeBron's what, uh, here listening, then uh, surely LeVar is listening. Hit us up, LeVar. Least yellow. Give some free shoes. Uh, right, uh, we'll move on to the the least terrible challenge, the dunk contest. I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, good contest this year. There's a lot of good name players. All They all got bounce. Bounce, they got hops. I would have liked to see Aaron Gordon in it, but obviously he's injured, so he won't be in it. His replacement, Donovan Mitchell, who arguably should have been in it in the first place, will replace him. Uh, there's Oladipo, Mitchell, Nance Jr., and Smith Jr. I have to back Smith Jr. because he's a small guy with a 50 plus inch vertical. He can get up. And uh, the small guy's dunk always look better than the big guy's dunks, we know that. Unless your name is Aaron Gordon. Or Blake Griffin, for that matter. Yeah. Well, I definitely agree with you. I don't see Larry Nance Jr. winning the contest because he's the big guy. Oladipo as well, he's pushed his way into stardom this season, so I don't know why he'd really try and risk injury. So I'm going to back Donovan Mitchell. He's gotten a lot of texts from friends. The rookie friends. sensation. The rookie's gotten a lot of texts from friends and such on ideas for dunks, and I think he could win it. Although Vince Carter did text Dennis Smith Jr. saying, I want you to go out and win this contest. The goat dunker. The goat dunker. The goat dunker. Uh, one thing I'd like to say is anyone going to um, create a moment like Vinsanity in the year 2000 do you think anyone could possibly recreate the greatness I mean Zach Levine did it two years ago I just want to see I just want to see Shaq on the sideline with his camcorder again we need another <laughs> moment like that that's what we need right. Right, we'll move on to the, the whole point of the weekend even though the game doesn't really, really mean you know, Jack expletive. Um, All star game. Team LeBron, Team Curry. New format this year. Uh, who gonna win? You got Alex. Team LeBron. LeBron James. He said he's gonna try. He's gonna try. When LeBron says he's gonna try, he's gonna try. And when LeBron tries, <laughs> it's over. When LeBron tries, it could be LeBron and the Cavs team against all the other All Stars. Another team in the All Star game. I still think LeBron has a has a better chance of winning. He is LeBron. And Durant, Davies, LeBron and Durant, the best two players in the league, without question, I think. Definitely, yeah. And if they're going to try, I mean, I don't know if they can be soft, really. I see what you mean there. You know, LeBron has all the firepower, as you mentioned, Durant, and when LeBron James tries, it's over. We've seen it in the playoffs time and time again. But I think Team Curry has a definite chance. He got a lot of stick for having the worst team, but he is defense on the side, I think. He is brilliant defender. If they try, Defense they also- if they try, like you mentioned, he has Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, all four brilliant defenders, and Giannis Antetokounmpo with his size. He's good no matter what, even if he puts in no effort. And they got Curry, Lillard, Lowry, Harden, Embiid, Thompson. They're going to shoot a lot of three-pointers. <laughs> a lot of three-pointers. Just uh, before we go, I want to shout out Mr. All-Star, Russell Westbrook, only man who really... Showed up the last two All Star games, but uh, if LeBron says he's going to try, I trust him. So we might see someone other than Russell Westbrook actually perform on um, Sunday night. Um, I just want a performance from Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Does he make an appearance again like he did last year? Being the, the dunk contest this time. 
He did a three-point contest with Draymond Green. Dunk on a mini hoop, that's about it. What? <laughs> do you think he could reach a seven? A seven? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's pretty not small. four foot two, or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll put it out there in eight. He I could. mean, like, I, we can but, easily uh, get eight. Yeah, but like, you know... If we're a fair bit taller. You know, but he's Kevin Hart, he's American, so he can instantly jump higher. Yeah, but like, he's, pro- he's going to put on a show, you know... Debating whether Kevin Hart can dunk an eight foot rent. <laughs> that's when you know you're running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> okay, uh, that's about it for this week. Before we go, um, uh, I'd like to thank uh, CRCFM here in Tom Street Casper for putting us up in this lovely studio. Um, we're gonna drop the next episode about the same time next week. So um, until then, stay classy. Go.